This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a morgue day. Welcome to Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your Endearing Center host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Just uh, just sending a text to check the status of my PlayStation. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that update at the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and maybe even a response to that text you sent. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, here we go. It says, yeah, expecting tonight. How many times have we heard that? Hasn't that been like the past three or four episodes? Josh, this is one of the most insane things I've ever been a part of. Oh, it really is. It, it blows my mind. It's, it's like, crazy. It's insane. I know. It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, at what point do I just give up on the guy? Yeah. I mean, the insane part is not that you got ripped off. No. The insane part is the coming tonight excuses. every single night. I know. I know. That's and, it's insane. All right. And he's and the excuses are going away, like or like. It's, I'm waiting. It's almost a um, now. Now I see the little counter on the corner of people watching. I'm like, oh, he could be watching. As I now say, <laughs> that I kind of watch to see what the excuses are. Yeah, because they've been locked in different buildings. Uh, different people have been out of town at different times. Um, what else? A flat tire, pulled over by the cops, uh, all types of things. That's crazy. Josh, you cannot give up on this thing, though, because I want to see how long this goes. Like, we could be doing this show five years from now, and you could still be getting it it tonight, expecting it tonight. Yeah, the only saving grace for this guy is that I cannot go to Best Buy and buy it myself today. Yeah. And... It's and very it's entertaining good, on the podcast. And it's entertaining on the podcast. I'm, in, I'm enjoying this up, these updates. Outside of Monday nights, or in this case, Thursday nights on the podcast, it's the most irritating thing. In, well, <laughs> I'm sure it's so nice it's for you. It's the second most irritating thing in my life right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah and, and, and I'll tell you what, Josh, if you ever get your PlayStation, and now that yeah. Chris Davis is done, we're going to have nothing left to talk about on this pod very, very, very soon. I, I I hooked the PS4 back up, and I've been playing that. Um, and what you know what it does is it keeps giving me ads for the new Madden game that comes out like next week. Mm. And I'm like, I I really want that game. I want it on the uh, new system, not yeah. on this old piece of crap that most people have. Yeah. Well, at least Josh, you have the Orioles. To distract you with their exciting play. Yeah, 15 games in a row. What a streak. Yeah, I was a lot of stuff has happened since we last did the podcast. I was trying to think about all the stuff that's happened since we last did the podcast. But something that has not happened is an Orioles win since we last did this podcast. So that's something. No. <laughs> the Orioles haven't won in her past two podcasts, I believe. I, yeah, that's wild. 15 games. Josh, we need to establish, I thought the low point of the Oriole kind of, you know, 
the the rebuild. I thought the very low point was Brandon Hyde fighting Chris Davis in the dugout. I might need well, to have a new low point. Like this might need to be the new low point of the rebuild. Well, I'm wondering if this is the Chris Davis curse. Mm. Chris Davis retires, the Orioles never win again. Mm. Until Chris you Davis know, comes is voted into the Hall of Fame, Orioles Hall of Fame. Right. Or, Oriole fans, I hope you guys are happy. You got what you wanted. All of you people that wanted Chris Davis cut from this team, which does nothing for this team because he had no impact on this team, you got what you want. And now you lose for 15 straight games. All right. To clarify, though, Josh, Chris Davis was not cut. Chris no, Davis retired. retired. Right. But you got him off the team like many of you wanted. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? Tell me one way that Chris Davis retiring helps the Orioles. Well, I think roster spot wise, you don't have to fake an injury to, you know, to finagle the roster spot next year. Right. Yeah. But there was no fake injury. <laughs> the guy's hurt. He is hurt. Yeah. Yeah. He's but I'm saying, because he's hurt. But I'm saying if he recovered and could play next year, he would be taking up a roster spot, which I think people would be unhappy about. Josh, hey, for I you though. It doesn't matter about next year. I'm saying this year. Okay. That's fine. But Josh, so how, so you're already in defense mode of Chris Davis and going after Chris Davis haters. I get that, Josh. You've been uh, a Chris Davis lover your whole life. Yeah. Um, so Josh, yeah, how, how, what, what was your reaction to the Chris Davis news? You were not, oh, yay, we're kind of done with Chris Davis. Um, no, there's no. And, 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 and how do you go about remembering the kind of the legacy Chris Davis with the Orioles? There's no joy in Chris Davis retiring. Um, because the story of Chris Davis is, it's a sad story because he was our best player on the team. He, wa- he was our biggest threat in the lineup for a few years. And to see the downfall of Chris Davis is a sad story. So being someone that likes the comeback story, I always wanted to see him get that chance. And him apparently feeling better this past year coming into spring training seemed like the chance. So to hurt himself and now after surgery to still not be recovering well, um, it makes you – he's talked about this hip injury, and he's been out – at various points the past few years with the hip issue. So you got to assume that maybe this is dragged on for a lot longer, but so yeah, it's a sad, it's, it's sad. It's not happy. I like Chris Davis. I think I like to focus on the good parts of Chris Davis and I don't understand. I don't understand the Oriole fan still attacking Chris Davis after he retires. Retired. Yeah, like when I hopped on Twitter, I actually had a different reaction that I, I saw a lot of positive comments about Chris Davis, which actually surprised me that there were so many positive tweets about Chris Davis. Oh, uh, we must have gotten on at different times. Yeah, we must have. a lot of negative. We must have. But, but, but for me, like I go back and I remember in 2011 when I think it was 2011. Shoot, now I could be wrong. Um, was right before we got good when he was traded yeah, was... for Koji O'Hara. Right. Um, you can fact check me here, and then. He was d- definitely part of that 2012 team um, that it, kind of shocked the world and made the playoffs. So for me, he also represented kind of the – he was a major part of kind of right. the 2012 season and the revitalization of this whole organization. Like I associate that with Chris Davis. And very I much mean, so, the, the rise and fall of the Orioles very much yes. mirrors kind of the rise and fall of Chris Davis. It does. Um, I think back – I think it was 14 – where suddenly Weeders got hurt, Davis got suspended for two weeks, yeah. and Machado got hurt. And that was, think back, and that was a magical team that could have won it all with those three guys. Yeah, and that was, again, like Chris Davis leaves a complicated legacy. Yes. And part of the complications is the contract, and part of the complication is obviously his fall off in ability, and part of it is that Adderall it- story. Right. And that happened to happen right at the playoffs. And and also, I think the shift is part of the Chris Davis story sure. as well. Because sure, that happened during that his time. Happened yeah. at the, they made that change at the exact same time that, that you saw the drop in his play. So it's hard to take out Adderall out of the story. It's hard to take uh, the shift out of the story. I hope one day that we can talk with Chris Davis in a few years when things are a little 
not so fresh and look back at kind of, I'd love to hear his perspective of what happened. Yeah, it's interesting. Just like Googling Chris Davis and looking at headlines. Here's some headlines just to see how people are taking it. Um, first headline, Oral fans will pay a high price for Chris Davis' contract. Next one, Chris Davis' contract. Oriole slugger will receive Bobby Mania Mets treatment with $42 million in deferred payments. Next, com, uh, next headline, Orioles' Chris Davis, polarizing slugger who signed club's richest contract, retires after 11 seasons in, in Baltimore. Next one, now that Chris Davis is gone, he won't be disappointing Oriole fans anymore. Um, next one, big power, steep decline, Orioles' Chris Davis retires. I mean, so many of those, even in the title of the article, include something about the contract. right? So Chris Davis is not just a story about how um, he was a great slugger. Right, he was. He was not just the best slugger on our team. He was, you know, led the American leagues in home runs. Um, I think twice, um, hitting over fifty bombs. And it's 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 his fall, um, but it also has to do with his fall. Also aligned exactly right. with signing the big hundred sixty-one yes. million dollar contract. But I also think there's lots of people in Orioles history that don't have all positive stories that are in the Orioles hall of fame because it's not so recent because our parents watched them play because we watched them play, but the current generation did not watch them play. So like, there's no question Chris Davis ends up in the Orioles hall of fame at some point. Oh, no question because of those years, because he still, Leads the team in a lot of stats. He's one of the top home run hitters. He's got the most home runs on Utah Street. Um, and and he was an important part of those winning teams, yeah. And he's a great person. Yeah. Well, here's so, another thing to do. I mentioned Google Chris Davis, Josh. Google Chris Davis charity. Google that. Oh, and that, I, all the money that he gives to uh, the Baltimore University of Maryland? Yep. Um, recently donated $3 million there. He, yeah. he donates millions of dollars to different organizations. Years ago, when Chris Davis was on here, it's because he was promoting Helping Up Mission. Yeah. Another charity of his. He's largely involved with um, Compassion International. Um, he's largely involved, as you mentioned, with the University of Maryland uh, Medical Center. He's, he's, he's has his fingers in a lot of charities. And that's part of, again, part of this. He's used that $161 million, a lot of it, for a lot of charity work. And that complicates right. things too, because I, yeah. it's hard to hate that. I'd say give it three years, and they bring Chris Davis back for the Orioles Hall of Fame, and he gets cheers. Well, I think what also is a factor, and I, I, mean, I would cheer Chris Davis right he's now. Stopping by to pick up a paycheck at the same time, but yeah, he, oh, he will be what's the next twenty years or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think what also would help. Um, Red Sox could only get past Billy Buckner when the world won the World Series, right? Cubs fans yeah, could only oh, forgive totally. what Steve Bartman or whatever his name was when they were in the World Series, right? Um, winning, you forget about these the, these things when you're winning for the most for it's, some things, yes, some right. things. Yes. This All is right. this is is a really um, frustrating thing to happen. Why you also are just frustrated with the state of the Orioles right now. So it's like, I think a lot of frustration over Chris Davis are also frustration just about the state of the Orioles right now. Oh, totally. Um, so yeah. you're saying you're not going to bring them back uh, next year for the, for the 10 year anniversary of the 2012 season for the buckle up birds anniversary. Oh, I think they should definitely do an anniversary for that. And you should definitely bring Chris Davis back. And Josh, Josh, if you brought, let me ask you this question. Yeah. If, if you did that, and I don't think they're, 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 they're not going to do that. But if they did I that. Know. I don't think they will. And, and they brought back, it's too soon. And they brought back Chris Davis. Um, how would fans react to seeing Chris Davis in the next stadium year? next year? Uh, how are the Orioles playing? And here's why I ask. Because is it a big game? Or never mind, forget how the Orioles are playing. What's the giveaway? Because I need to know the size crowd. If mm. it's a full stadium. Is it a Crush Davis with his little dog? Right, uh, right. Samson. Samson, yeah. Because if it's a full stadium and if it's a big game and the Oriole fans are hyped up, you're going to get cheers. If it's a small crowd, 
you're gonna get a, the booze will will come through. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I mean, I was I was a booer when he was playing and performing because he was performing badly, and I believe in booing players who are performing badly because it's their job. Uh, yeah, and I, that's where I disagree. The only yeah. time I think I've booed with you is who was the pitcher. The closer who blew, who blew uh, three great games to start the season. Mike Gonzalez, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was good. This guy. I guys. don't remember. There, he was a good so one to about. boo. Yeah, um, I, I I boo a lot of people underperform, but but it's when you think of Chris Davis, <laughs> like, do I think of the charity work? Do I think of him not living up to the contract? Do I think, oh, well, that really was Angelos' fault for paying him that much money? Do I think of the right. good years where he hit all those home runs? Do I think of the Adderall? Like, what, what do I think of when I think of Chris Davis? Oh, do I, do I, do I think of the Boston extra inning game um, where he saved the game? Do I think of, for some reason, I always go back to him just playing in Toronto, hitting deep bombs in the center field. Do I think of that? Oh, well, do I think of about- multi-hit home run games? Like, what right. do I think of with Chris Davis? You you always end up on the positive. Everyone in Baltimore loves Delman Young because of one hit. Delman Young is a horrible person. Yeah. He's and the anti-Chris Davis. But we will all cheer him on because of one hit. Yeah. So it's hard for me. I can't think of Chris Davis without thinking of those huge home run years where it was like every other at bat. It seemed like it was going. He was one of the most exciting players. Yeah. To watch. It was, he still struck out a lot, but it was, it was, he was one because he just, he could hit a, he could hit a bomb with one arm and he did. It's just with one hand. Yeah. Nothing. And I always think of Chris Davis breaking the bat over his knee. Yeah. He was so passionate. He loved that. Yep. Yeah. Doing the, you know, showing off his muscles. We had the biggest, strongest power hitter in baseball. It was cool to have that guy. Yeah. Were you uh, were you surprised when I sent you the photo that I texted Chris Davis the day his retirement came out and he responded? Yeah. Were you were you surprised by that? You want to brag special. about your contacts? Is that what this I'm is saying, about? Bragging I'm about saying, your contacts? I then talked to him about coming on 336 uh, a little later all after, right. after all the pros get done th- through with him. So right. I, I think there's I think we have a chance to maybe get Chris Davis down the road to talk about some of this. Yeah. And I think, I think not now, but I think down the road, it would be a good conversation to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. So I think, yeah, I mean, and I, I, the things I'm curious about how it affects the current team, right? Because I guess next year's contract, it was all weird, but next year's contract is like kind of deferred over the next three years from what I read. Right. But it's the same amount of money. So but it doesn't it's also work. unclear. This is a retirement due to, due to injury. And I guess there's usually insurance for players, yeah. especially with these big contracts. So it's unclear. Right. So the team gets some insurance, but the team still pays them. But it's unclear what that insurance is. Right. 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 So yeah. there's still questions financially. So will this enable the point is will this enable the Orioles to spend more money in free agency because you don't have to pay all of his contract in 2022? No. And, and even if you're able to spend more money, will the Orioles choose to spend more money? Is another question. Right. I mean, this isn't going to change whether or not the Orioles spend money. They spent 40 million this year. They now have no big contracts on the books. Right. They're they're set up to spend money with or without Chris Davis. I don't think this affects their plan. Right. I still think that the plan for this offseason is to bring in a veteran pitcher. But you said pitcher or pitchers? I'm going with I'm being conservative. Well, hold on. If by you don't bring in five pitcher, pitchers, what's the point? Hold on. By veteran by veteran pitcher, I mean a a ace, an ace. I mean a top of the rotation guy. Yeah. So to really spend money, I don't mean uh, Matt Harvey and uh, um, <laughs> whoever uh, Santana, uh, Felix or, Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez. Yeah, I think you're dead wrong on that. But but yeah, just to to wrap up the Chris Davis discussion, yeah. um, and then we can kind of talk about the current state of the Orioles, which is a similar conversation. Um, they, yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's a, a complicated legacy. And I agree with you that in the immediate, it's still kind of, you still have the contract in mind. You still have the fact that the Orioles suck now. And if Chris Davis right. was better, 
maybe everything changes. Like you, this, we did that what if game the other day. Like what if he never took Adderall because that seems to also precipitate. Or what if? Um, wait, wait, we didn't he, do the what if game. We said we should do the what if game. Uh, but we talked about the idea of yes. the what if game. Yes. Uh, what if the shift never happens? Like all these questions surrounding Chris Davis because it's right. almost inexplicable. How he goes from being one of the feared best power hitters in all of baseball to batting 150 yeah. is is one of the most uh, amazing, kind of horrific, <laughs> horrific maybe too strong a word, but like just unbelievable things you see happen. It's almost like Cedric Mullins in reverse, right? Where you just see a guy go from being great to, to terrible. Um, but all this is complicated because he was great at one point, and I agree with you. I think he will be remembered, and I hope he's remembered um, as being one of the best power hitters in Orioles history and for a while they're one isn't, of the best power hitters in baseball isn't it it is funny how in that what if game which we're going to get to this offseason how much of that kind of surrounds Chris Davis because it, well, like, with the contract and, yeah, yeah what if they signed Machado instead of Davis what if they never what signed if, Davis yeah what if they never signed Davis what if Davis didn't get hurt what if the Adderall didn't happen what if the shift didn't happen it is it's, it's a lot with Davis. What if we never traded Koji Uehara for Chris Davis to begin with? What if the Orioles moved to Nashville? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I got to write no, that one no, down. We that's, gotta, not, that's not yes. what if in the past. That's what oh, if that's, in the future. Yeah, that's, uh, that's when, our prediction. That's if? our bold prediction episode. <laughs> uh, no, but the what ifs, that what ifs are going to be fun. We should start doing, at least for the offseason, rotate through some what if episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, that's our Chris Davis talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want to make a, Hey, how about we make a little announcement here? Okay. All right, that Section 336 is now uh, officially part of Fansided. Who, I don't know if you're, you, you've heard of Fansided. Uh, and Fansided, technically, uh, Fansided is owned by Minute Media, and we're part of Minute Media, which is part of Fansided, but it also means we're part of the Players' Tribune. So you know what the Players' Tribune is, right? Yeah, giving players a voice to go talk right to the people. <laughs> right. It's it's Twitter with way more characters. Yeah. Um, so Fansided, the uh, local site for Fansided is Birds Watcher and Ebony Bird, whether you're Orioles or Ravens, and they got a bunch of cool articles up there. And starting tomorrow, Section 336 is going to be all up on those pages. Oh, nice. Very cool. Good for us. Really cool. Um, You know, we've made other deals in the past with different companies and everything. Yeah, we get around. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, it's because we've been around a long time. Yeah. And most of the time, those companies present it to us as, hey, we want to put ads in your money, and then we'll just pay you a percentage of it, and we get a percentage of it. So lately, we've turned all that down because we don't really want to deal with ads. Yeah, we do the Patreon thing, right. no ads. Yeah. And uh, so when Fansided came in, they were cool. They were like, you don't have to do ads. So they said they they didn't care about making money off us. They just want us because they like our podcasts. They okay. didn't ask about numbers and downloads and everything. They just like us and the fact that we did it for eight years. So that made me want to partner with Fansided. Good. are not changing the show at all. Because if they cared about the money, they probably wouldn't want to partner with us at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. That's a, uh, that's a different podcast that uh, yeah. is making some money right now. But it's cool to see a big company like Fanside come out, reach out to us, and want to come at us because they've listened to our episodes and want us but, and aren't just attracted to our downloads. But if we're not making money, again, I blame probably Chris Davis and probably the Orioles for losing 15 straight. Because who wants to listen to a podcast about a team losing 15 straight? Well, Josh, yeah. Josh, let me ask you a question. Right. I'm sorry. Are you, are you done talking about Fansided? No, that's fine. We're good. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, and we're excited. I'm excited to be part of Fansided. Um, how many games this past week, how many Oro games <laughs> have you watched this past week? I've watched uh, less than you. Okay. I, I, I've been doing like, I can't do a whole game anymore. I just, I can't do a whole game. I get to a point where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? There's more productive things that I can be doing. Um, and what am I doing with my life? I've also been in the middle of a move, which has been affecting right. my watching. But, but no, even because here's the thing, Josh. Today we yeah. lost the seven to two. 
Yesterday we lost eight to four. Well, that and that's it. You then we the, lost ten nothing. Right. Then nine two. Then six two. Then sixteen to two. Then eight to one. Then right. six to four. Then five to two. Then nine to four. Josh, it's not just that we're losing. No. And we're that's my point. Blown out of almost every game. It's, it becomes unwatchable by the fourth inning. Well, and that's my point. Is work's been crazy, so I've been working late. By the time I go to turn the ball game on, it's a blowout already. So I just shut it off. Yeah, if yeah, if you don't watch the beginning, by the second third in, it's, blowout, it's already the game's over. over. I'm it's like, what am over. I doing? So I um, I technically watched zero games this week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't blame you at all. I mean, there's still people watching. I think the every game, all the games. And I think you guys are sadistic. I think you're psychotic. Um, but like, more power to you. you. You're a better fan than me because I can't sit here and watch the whole game. I can't do it. It's like everything's bad. Josh, our hitting, we're scoring one or two runs a game. Our starting pitching is the worst starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, this past month, past month, Josh, ERA over seven in our pitching. Mm-hmm. We give up on average <laughs> over seven runs a game. That's no, no one's even close to us. Um, our bullpen, what, what happened to Paul Fry? <laughs> Dude can't get him out now. It's unbelievable. I think he's literally broke. Um, right. It's, it's insane. It's like we have, Cedric Mullins is still a pretty good player. Ryan Mackhouse is still a pretty good player. But it's like, whew, this team, I mean, and everyone has said it, and so there's no reason to repeat it over and over again, but we are. It's, 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 a, it's an embarrassing team right now. That's, it's, there's, and again, it's not just that they're losing. It's that they're uncompetitive. Um, the games are not competitive at any point. I mean, today's game it's a good example when it was four nothing by the second inning. <laughs> why, why am I watching more of this game? And Ma, Mateo has been a nice surprise at second base. He's been kind of fun to watch. Such a Mullins is still doing his thing. Right, Matt Casting has a ten game pin streak, but that's not that's not enough for me, man. That's just been it's been really bad. It's been really bad. Like to make me question: Is this now the new low point? When we talk about the low point in the rebuild, when we're celebrating. You know, we were passing around bottles of champagne and spraying them across the room um, in, you know, 2050, and we talk about the low point. Um, maybe this 15-game streak will be the low point. And I, from what I've seen, I have, I have no hope that it's going to stop at 15 or that it's going to stop at 20. <laughs> like, well, I, I, at this point, it's hard to envision us winning another game. It's, it's embarrassing. Embarrassing is the word. We are an embarrassment. But you're right. That's the, the it is embarrassing, and the worst part is you look at the upcoming games, the Braves, the who Angels, are, who are one of the hottest teams in baseball. Right. Yeah, the Braves have won like six straight. Yep. The Angels, good team. The Rays just swept us. The Rays are the best. Uh, yeah, are a, a uh, great team. The Blue Jays, good really team. Good team. Yeah. Yankees, good yep. team. I think they're first now in the AL East somehow. Uh, we got four games against Kansas City. Okay, those might be competitive. Those we'll we'll be, only lose by three run. runs instead of ten runs. Good, yeah. good. So that's uh, September 6th is our first chance to win a game. Yeah, that might be our first chance to win a game. Because, and you know what? It might be, if we do not get a win then, we then do Toronto, New York, Boston, Philly, Texas, Boston, Toronto. Um, we may only get about three, four, five more wins this season the I'm way still, the team's playing right now. We may not get one more the way the team's playing right now. I'm still not sure what happened. After the All-Star break, we were like eight and five or something. It was, the Orioles were Spencer really Watkins, fun. Spencer Watkins looked like Cy Young. Um, John Means was coming back. He was looking good. Jorge Lopez pitched like two games into the seventh anyway. Who was this guy, Jorge Lopez? Now, now he couldn't get back to the fourth, and now all of a sudden he's pitching into the sixth and seventh. And then something happened. Spencer Watkins is no longer Cy Young. John Means, John Means, our ace. If, if there's, to me, the most concerning thing about this losing streak has been John Means. Before, I, thought, I thought that was my guy. Like, I thought if we can count on one thing this season, we can count on Cedric Mullins and John Means. Not, not John Means. Jorge Lopez, don't get me started. Be, before, since the All-Star break, before this 15-game losing streak, yeah. We took two out of three in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, we only got one in Tampa. 
out of three. But, but we should have won two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those were close I think games. Ten, ten, ten Scott blew one of those games. Yeah. We then came out of that, came home, and swept the Nats. Yes. Split with the we leaving the Nats to then sell yeah. off their entire roster. Split with Miami. Uh, split a four-game series with the Tigers. Yep. Uh, beat the Yankees. I think that was the cat game. That was a cat game, yeah. And then we've lost 15 straight. I, I maybe yes, the, the cat, cat game. Yeah, the maybe cat curse. If, if, if the bullpen would have opened up the door and let the cat in. Yeah, it's been it's really crazy how quickly the wheels have come com- completely yeah. off. Um, we can't get a pitcher to get. I mean, our starters are terrible. And then, like I said, Scott Fry, these guys who were decent bullpen arms the first half, Saucer even you can't get anybody out. It's right. It's so so bad. And it's leading everyone. This has been annoying to me to no right. end. Everyone's coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, even Britt Giroli, who you think would know a little bit better because he covered the Orioles, but Giroli talking about how much, like, how this can't happen, how it's not fair to Orioles fans, right. all this like, nonsense. Right. All the national writers are blaming Peter Angelos for tanking the team. And it's, that's not really what's going on. Yeah, but Josh, Josh, he and I, I made this point last week. I don't want to restate myself every single every single right. week. But but we're embarrassing this year. Yes. And everyone, all the writers are talking about it. Right. And then they link this to be this unhealthy thing for baseball because right. teams are tanking. Yes. What would be because we're gonna lose like 120 games. Right. What would be like a a a better loss total that would be less embarrassing that would not look like tanking. Like if we won 64 games, if we had less than a hundred losses, I think that would be not embarrassing and people would be okay with that. Right. Yeah. Right. But my point is Josh preseason Vegas fan graphs, all of them had us at around 65 wins. But why is why is the Orioles the example of it being bad for baseball when the Orioles have the lowest payroll in baseball? So, of course, they only have 38 wins, but Texas has 42 wins. Um, Pittsburgh has 42 wins. Arizona has 41 wins. Miami has 51. The Nats only have 52. Like Kansas City, 52. Minnesota, 54. There's a lot of bad teams in baseball right now. Wow. But why is the story? The storyline is the Orioles because of Peter Angelos. Well, yeah, and I would argue, but Josh, I would argue the point is Mike Elias built a 65, yes. 66 win team. Like, that's what he built. Yes. And, and which is not a competitive True. team to like make True. the playoffs. And he, but he, he didn't build, he didn't build a 40 win team. Right. This is about players underperforming. This is about players performing badly. And I don't know why everyone's so afraid. To call out players, right? right? Well, that, this is Dean Kramer stinks this year. Um, right. Jorge Lopez has not been. Why, why is Matt Harvey our second best pitcher in WAR? Right, and like, why is it that the conversation right now in Birdland is not that the players suck and the players aren't performing, but oh, we got to fire manager Hyde. Oh, and if you want to fire manager, um, shoot, now I'm blanking his name. The Orioles pitching coach Holt. Yeah. This is supposed to be this guy who was in charge of uh, Chris Holt, who was in charge of the whole pitching development in the minors. Yeah, and the now pitching development. Yep. And now he's all of a sudden supposed to focus just on the Magic Squad. And our, and now we have the worst ever pitching staff yeah. in all of baseball. I thought Chris Holt was some kind of pitching guru, some kind of pitching genius. He's in charge of the whole organization's pitching. I don't want this guy anywhere near my pitchers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Why? If it's- anyone should be getting heat, Chris Holt should be getting heat. Right? Yeah. That's the dude should bring, be getting heat. Yep. Yeah, bring back Alan Mills. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think, and Chris Holt, this is his first year. Like the, and, yeah. and, and, and all of a sudden, all these starters, all these major league pitchers have declined under the tutelage of Chris Holt. Yeah. If any coach should be getting heat, I'm not saying right. even he should be fired, but if any coach should be getting heat, maybe put him back into pitching development and, and right. give a, a guy with more experience there as the pitching coach. But, Right, because we you should be giving heat. Yeah, yeah, because it's the pitchers are not performing. The pitchers are giving up. A, it doesn't matter how how good the offense does with the amount of runs this pitching staff's given up. Yeah, and the offense hasn't been great. But you're right; it doesn't no, matter because it doesn't our, matter. 
our our pitching is what's been embarrassing. Our pitching is dead last in baseball in almost every category. Mm-hmm. And um there's almost no like give me one name and and like you could say at the all-star break, Tanner Scott and Paul Fry, we talk, well, maybe they'll be trading in the offseason. No, no, like no one's trading for Tanner Scott and Paul Fry in the offseason. I don't even know if the Orioles will re-sign him at this point in the offseason. No. Um once their arbitration number hits. And so so there's been no and, and now John Means is struggling the second half. So there's been been nothing Tyler Wells, I guess maybe, but almost nothing redeeming about this pitching staff. Right. And and that's been and and that and that's the biggest concern. So two things here, Josh. One, I think this team was designed to win more than 40 games, but you just have this combination of players underperforming. And I think more blame should be put on Franco and um Keegan Aiken, and less blame should be put on Mike Elias, but whatever. Um, no, I'm with you. But that's not high praise to say he built a 65 one team. <laughs> but, no, but you know but what I'm we saying? did that going into it. Yeah. The and, second thing. I mean, you got to also be honest. Okay, go when he started with the Astros, the Astros were embarrassing during their rebuild, too. Yeah. The strategy of rebuild, whether you like it or not, is to be embarrassing for a few years. Well, yeah. I mean, the focus is, and he said this up front from the beginning is he's in the acquisition talent stage of the rebuild. Like, his goal is to get more talent in the organization. His goal is not to win, you know, so many games. Right. He's in the, let me get as much talent as I can, and then we'll focus on winning games. And so, in the grand scheme of things, um, it, it doesn't matter if, you know, if they win 40 games or 60 games. Like, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things um, because he's still in the talent acquisition stage. And in his defense... It seems to be happening, right? Because we just were ranked by Baseball America as the number two farm system yeah. in all of baseball. I think Great Fangraphs point. has us number one as far as kind of value of farm systems. I think Fangraphs has us as number one. And so that shows, right, that's evidence that we're getting more talent as our farm system kind of moves up the ranks. Right. And two things about that. One, we did that without trades because the only guy we traded was Freddie Galvis. And we did that this past offseason, and we did it without. I mean, people say the draft. Well, if you always, you know, have a terrible team, you draft high, and that might be true with Adley Rutschman, right? Because we, Michael Elias drafted Adley Rutschman number right. one, but it wasn't last year. No, it was you know it's his first year. And if we don't have Adley Rutschman, what if we draft second? We get Bobby Witt. We're probably still at the same rank. But if we drop lower, what we were maybe a top seven farm system team, and maybe not top two, yeah. but we're still a top ten farm system. But the last two drafts, we don't have anyone in the first round who's in our top 100, right? Um, Kerstat is not a top 100 guy, and Colton Cowser is not a top 100 guy. And, right. and we could have taken other guys there, like Austin Martin two years ago. And um, this past year, I don't know who else was there, K- Killa Watson or someone else who's in the top 100 that could have been better numbers-wise for our farm system. So we've gotten to be number two ranked despite Michael Elias not taking in the first round guys who other people perceive as top 100 talent. Yeah. Um, yet we still have able to kind of improve our talent and acquire talent to get us to that number two spot. So in that respect, like things are working how Michael Elias wants them to. Right. Unfortunately, it hasn't showed up yet on the major league squad. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've got another, uh, what, another month and a half of bad baseball. Embarrassing baseball. Yeah, yeah embarrassing baseball, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, then we get to focus again on the future and these guys, and some of them will come up next year and some the following year, but there's hope. There's nothing redeeming about this season, but there's hope for the future. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I agree. And next year, Adley Rutschman will be here, and, that, and that's a big deal. And I'm curious to see, though, like this – season has exposed that there are a lot more holes than I think we both thought, right? Like I would, yeah, if we were making a prediction for 2022, I would say, okay, we need a shortstop. We need probably a starter, maybe two, two starters. We need a couple of bullpen arms. Now I'm saying literally Josh, I think we, we need, need all new pitchers, 10 new pitchers. Like I think this team needs yeah. 10 new pitchers next year. <laughs> like keep Tyler Wells, keep John means, I don't know, maybe Tanner Scott, get rid of everybody else. Like, I, like we just need new bodies in here. Um, and so 
I don't know if in the offseason you can sign 10 pitchers <laughs> in one offseason to fill these holes. So there's more holes yeah. th- than I thought. Um, signing one pitcher is not going to solve your problems. Signing one shortstop is not going to solve your problems. Um, where I thought maybe a year ago you 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 could have convinced me between Dean Kramer and John Means and maybe another guy coming up that you could fill these holes, but there's too many holes um, to fill. So you're going to need to do it with via free agency. The good news is, um, position player wise, there seems to be a lot of good young position players kind of headed our way, and that's exciting. And one of our weakest spots has been catcher, and we got a catcher. Another weak spot has been shortstop and second base and third base, and we seem to have a, you know, a bunch of middle infielders: Gunnar Henderson, um, um, who's the other guy? Gunnar Henderson. Who's Gunnar Henderson? Who's the guy who was just promoted up to Bowie? Jordan Westberg. There it is, Jordan Westberg. Um, shoot. So we have these guys coming. I know some people yep. like to say Jemai Jones. Okay, maybe him too. Um, no. And Mateo's been super special. So Mateo's at least been fun. Yeah, I mean he's been hitting over three hundred since he's been with the Orioles. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I, there's more holes that, that than I thought, and I think there's going to be really interesting off season because there's too many holes to address. Like you can't address, you can't sign ten pitchers. But I also think you're going to have a lot of these holes in 2023. So maybe if you address a couple of the holes this off season, you won't address as many in 2023. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, they, but you're right. It was big news this week, despite the losing, to get that set, that ranked number two. That, that, that is that hope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the, the number two ranking, it matters. It's weird, though, right, Josh? It's a little bit weird in the, in the, in the respect that we didn't trade anybody to get these, and our top draft at Colton Cowser isn't even a top 100 guy. Yeah, but so I it's think a little it's, bit surprising. Well, not really, okay. because what we have seen is Grayson Rodriguez prove himself, DL Hall prove himself, Adley Rushman prove himself. That yeah. helps. Yeah, because it's uh, not just it's not just prospects based on oh well they draft this and grading them at what level they were drafted at. It's grading them based on what they're doing on the field at their levels. Yes. They update it based on performance. And right. that's, so that's why Gunnar Henderson moved up. That's why the Rutschman moved. Well, Radley Rutschman moved up just because Wander Franco graduated. And so he was number two. So he made number one, but he, he kept that top spot despite Bobby Witt being on fire because, yeah. you know, everyone loves Adley Rutschman. Um, and, yeah, Grace Rodriguez moved up to now being the top pitcher prospect in all of baseball. So part of that is because our farm system is so young and other people graduate, but also because, yeah, we've been having some guys in the minors have great, great years. Um, and now AAA, Josh. AAA is pretty fun. You look at the pitching rotation with Bradish and Bauman and Kevin Smith. Like, they got exciting pitchers there. And now they're throwing to uh, – and Dean Kramer, of course, is there. And, and now they're throwing to Adley Rutschman. Um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I was planning on going to Darmarva Shorebirds game tomorrow because right. it's Adley Rutschman bobblehead night. And okay. because now they have all the draft picks from last year's draft, um, yeah. up in the, up in, uh, at Darmarva now. Um, but it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, so I don't know if I'm going to go, but, but yeah, I mean, and now what we're also seeing, we haven't really seen it yet, but what we're going to start seeing is Mike Elias guys. Right. So far, we've only yes. really seen, for the most part, Dan Duquette guys up in the majors. Right. But the yeah, young players the are going to start to be start. Mike Elias guys, which should be interesting, too. And, hey, it was this week the Orioles announced uh, February 15th is when pitchers and catchers report. Yeah, we're always talking about next year. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> exactly. If I can't be more depressed about this year, right. we're talking it's, about next year, right? Uh, yeah. Start watching, the, uh, start watching Ravens preseason and get ready for spring training next year. Yeah, I don't know if it's the attitude about preseason that's changed or the way coaches kind of use preseason, but I can't even get at all, Josh, into preseason. I used to get a little bit into preseason, and I'm pumped oh, about the Ravens football? season. I'm pumped about this year, Ravens season. I think they're going to have a great season, and I'm excited about it. But I can't get at all. Like I have no motivation even to watch the preseason game on Saturday, even the first quarter. No. I have no motivation to watch it. No. I, I'd I, rather watch – no, I was going to say I'd rather watch Orioles. That's, that's going too far. Um, but I, I'm not motivated at all to watch the Ravens I'm preseason. Not either. I'm not either. I, I'm excited for the regular season, and I think the Ravens yep. are going to be really good, so I'm yep. excited. Um, 
No, I I spent a little bit of time to put the preseason game on TV, but um, I was going to have to pay a hundred bucks in order to watch the preseason games through the legally through the NFL. Hmm. And it's like I don't understand why they charge for preseason games. They're putting up a crappy product. Yeah. Uh, so they, they should be free on TV. But then I tried to go on like the Reddit forums to try to find a feed, and then I was like, it's preseason. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That. Yeah, there's some advantages um, with watching local sports with the Orioles for being not local, but then there's disadvantages when I guess when it comes to preseason football. Right. But I think there's, I think it's also like we're not super into the Ravens preseason because we know what we've got. We know it's got it's the Lamar show. Yeah. Oh, well, if there's one that. person you're interested in watching, Rashad Bateman isn't even playing now because he's exactly on the IL as the baseball so call. Where, like, down here in Jacksonville area, everyone was pumped for preseason. Oh, yeah, because you got to sign the quarterback. Because watch, they yeah. wanted to see Trevor Lawrence, they wanted to see Urban Meyer, and they wanted to see Tim Tebow. Oh, Josh. They, they all look like crap. They all look like crap down here. So everyone's angry. I know. All of Twitter, all of America was watching Tim Tebow on every play just to watch him make a bad block so they could post on Twitter <laughs> oh, a million times. Yeah, they were so happy. Horrible, yeah. I know, but so many people, it made so It oh, almost it was like it's, Tim Tebow did a good thing for the world because it made so many people happy with having a bad it, block because people love to see him how fail. Many people love to, to hate Tim Tebow. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's got to be just that he's such a good person that they want to see him do something wrong. Yeah. Like, but he like, can't be perfect. Yeah, but like we... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think the expectations for Tim Tebow were not to be a, a great player. No. Um, it would be super impressive if he made the team, but I don't know. I don't really I don't understand I think, the Tim Tebow hate. I think that was whatever. part of the hate was also, like, that he walked away from the game from 10 years and could just get picked up by a team that fast. Yeah, this entitlement. Aspect yeah, I think it. there's some yeah. entitlement to that. Which you're um, right. Like, name recognition got, got him that job. But he was but also, he also one of the greatest college players in, in the history of college football. Right. And I think that's that's not something that you get. You know, it's not because but, you don't have name recognition because you just, I don't know, yeah. are, are on TikTok. <laughs> you're on because you were one of the best in the game at that level. Right. If the Orioles wanted to, if, if Cal Ripken Jr. said, oh, I'm going to play baseball again, the Orioles would give him a spring training invite. He might get cut on the first day for being too old, but we went through that in the nineties when Jim Palmer decided he wanted to pitch again. Yeah. And I believe they would because they, and, they're, they're still employing his son who, and I guarantee his dad Lincoln. can, can perform yes. better than his son, even at his yeah. dad's age. And you know what? You and I would get excited about that. Yeah. And it's, a, I was, it's rooting, just I was rooting for the Orioles to sign Rafael Palmero a couple years ago when Rafael Palmero was making his comeback. Yeah, sure. I wanted a Preston, and Rafael Palmero infield. Yeah, a little father-son stuff. But it's that type of thing where Tebow only got signed in, or only had an opportunity in Jacksonville because it was his former coach and it's his hometown. Right. You're not yeah, he, he would have got hired nowhere. Yeah. Like you, yeah. I know people all across the country love Tebow. In Florida, nobody says a bad thing about Tebow. Right. They all love him. So it's right. a little different down here. Right. Well, I'm just... I know you're happy, Josh, that you had a chance to talk about Tim Tebow on this podcast. So <laughs> I'm glad I can make you happy. Uh, yeah. No more Tim Tebow news until uh, he gets a job somewhere. Yeah. What do you think he's going to try out for the uh, Miami Heat next? Is that his next move? Uh, no, I don't know why none of these, like, uh, crappy football leagues, like the, not the, like the arena or whatever the other one is, all these spring football leagues that never go anywhere – I don't know why one of them just doesn't sign Tim Tebow because everybody loves Tim Tebow and hates Tim Tebow. They'll get so much attention just whether Tim Tebow does good, bad, whatever. If I'm, if I, Tim Tebow, if I'm the WWE, I'm trying to sign Tim Tebow because if Tim Tebow's on TV, people are watching. Yeah. So a couple, a couple quick things here about the Orioles. First of all, all right. um, this guy, uh, I, we, we did our trade episode or whatever, and one of the guys we got back for the um, Miami Machado trade, this is kind of random, but was Ryland Bannon. And Ryland Bannon has been on so freaking on fire the past week. It's kind of unbelievable. This guy hits a home run almost every game now. And I just opened up the box score and, of course, saw that he has um, not one but two more home runs tonight as he's three for three with four RBI. 
but I, I looked at the box score because I want to see Rutschman. Just quick update on Rutschman. Um, he's he's two for two today. He's batting so far this year for Norfolk. He's been up here for about two weeks now, batting four sixty four at Norfolk with uh, OPS of one point one six one. So an OPS over a thousand, batting almost five hundred. Yeah, Adley Rutschman is doing pretty well in his first couple of weeks at AAA. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, and, and we like expected. we mentioned before, one of the reasons I think he was caught up is because AAA plays till September, so we still have another month to watch this dude play, which I think is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll get the invite in spring. It's exciting. Yeah, and then we'll be clamoring for Adley Rutschman to make opening day. I, I hope so. My guess is they'll wait the two weeks or whatever. I, I hope it's just the two weeks. Uh, you know what? I just hope we have an opening day. All right, here we go. Again, you're fear-mongering. I don't uh, want to hear your fear-mongering anymore, yep, Josh. Yep, fear. The Orioles might move to Nashville in the middle of the night. Oh, I thought because of the Delta area. No, no I, 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 the Delta no, area. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. Dude, uh, you're you're uh, concerned about the labor the negotiations. It's the CBA. Yeah, the CBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, well, especially now when they're talking about, whatever, $100 million minimums or something. I haven't been paying any attention to yeah, something like that. CBA discussions. Raise, raising the minimum. Mm. So, all right, you ready to get out of here? Uh, yeah. You got any ball bag? Oh, oh. get out of here! I got one thing I want to share about the ball bag. I mean, I can because, do a quick ball bag. All right, I I did something really uh, nerdy on Tuesday night. I went over a friend's house and played a game that he invented. That called, is nerdy. Called on deck baseball. A board game or what? It is a technically, I guess it would be like a board game, but it is. And, and I took it a step further. The game I joined an on deck baseball league. That this so, guy created. That this guy created. Okay. And he's del- he, he sells this game. It's really cool. You can check it out on deck baseball. But this is my team. If you see this binder. Look how thick that is. That's a big binder. It is full of players. Let's see okay. how I do that. Yeah, players yeah, yeah. Stats. Yeah, I see players. Are these imaginary players or real players? It's imaginary players. Okay. You drafted your team, and now you play it by rolling dice against another person. And as the dice come up, you do your different at-bats. I feel uh, like I'm playing World of Warcraft or Dungeons and Dragons, where like you roll the dice and then you check the scenarios. Yeah, I've never played those games, but I've never I, played those I, games. I played before. Risk. That's closest I've been. Yeah, but this is the nerdiest game I've ever played. But, but it's, it's baseball, baseball nerdy. Yeah, and it's really cool because it's baseball and like you're going up and basically you're each at bat, you're rolling dice to see who wins the at bat, the pitcher or the or the batter, and what happens where you hit the ball, whether it's an out or if you got a base hit. And you keep a scorebook, just like you're playing a baseball game or watching a baseball game. You keep a scorebook, and you play nine innings, and you and you either beat the other team or you don't. So for my first night out, I went one and one. And you, and you have to do this 162 times. I don't know how many times there are. <laughs> I think I think we play once a month, but I'm not okay. sure. But I got invited to the league. That's cool. Um, it, it's cool. So if people want to check it out, there's videos and stuff over on. Uh, if you just Google on deck baseball, is one of your neighbors. But, yeah, it's it's one of my neighbors, and That's it cool. was actually it was uh, it's hard to explain it because it's so nerdy. Yeah. But if you're into baseball, it's it's actually really cool. Yeah, it's like yeah, all right, that and, sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably bring it back to uh, Maryland sometime, or when you come down here, give you a chance. To I try like it out. baseball. I like board games. Yeah, it sounds like a winner for yeah. me. It's all and it's stats based and stuff, so it also teaches you like how to keep a scorebook and stuff. So okay. it's, it's cool. So. Check that out uh, on Deck Baseball. All right. I'll do a quick book recommendation. Audiobook, this is a good audiobook to read, too, because they do some accents, and it's one of those audiobooks that do the different voices. Um, and it's I don't called, like those. I know. I, I do, though. I like the different voices, because especially with this story, because there's, like, each chapter does it from a different character's perspective, and there's, like, seven different characters, so it can be hard to keep all these characters straight, but with their voices, it makes it easier. Um, the book's called... 
the, the guest list. Um, have yeah. you heard of that, Josh? The the, I, the guest list. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a popular why. book. It won some awards. I think it was maybe an yeah. Oprah Club an or Oprah Reese Club. Witherspoon. <laughs> it's one, a, one of those one, women's book clubs. One of those women book clubs. Anyway, it was yeah. a thriller. Because um, we haven't launched we haven't launched the three thirty six book club yet. No. And the guest list is not going to make it on there. But um, the guest list by Lucy Foley um, is a book I recommend. I gave it four okay. stars on my Goodreads account. It was entertaining and ca- kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. It was good. Yeah. And uh, the audio book I thought was good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, the 336 book club would be like a lot of Stephen King and stuff like that. His, his oh, oh, no. We got we got to steal what uh, what Michael Elias uses or what Matt Blood uses. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we did say we were going to do that one, too. Yeah. So, um, and still no PlayStation an hour later, if you're keeping track. Okay. Any updates on the text messages? <laughs> no updates. That's why I was just checking. No updates. Okay. All right. Fine. So, uh, yeah, not happening today. Stay tuned next week to find out. All right. Sounds good. You going to close this out? Yep. 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 I was going to think, should I do another ball four to wrap it up? But um, cooking was, with Paris uh, Hilton. That's that's uh, on Netflix. Paris Hilton. I didn't realize she was still alive, but she is, and she does a cooking show. What? And I watched it, and I was I laughed out loud multiple times. She had Kim Kardashian on as a guest. I'm not into reality TV at all, but for some reason, just it just made me laugh a lot. So cooking with Paris Hilton. That's I don't know funny. if that's what it's called, but it's Paris Hilton's cooking show on Netflix. I don't even know. Well, well, this week there we go. That's my ball for on our new on our new Paris Hilton segment. I also downloaded a podcast to listen to this week called "Not Past It," and the first episode is about the Paris Hilton sex tape and how it changed the generation on how porn is handled on the internet. Oh, look at that! We're both talking Paris Hilton. So so something's up with Paris Hilton. Two ends of the Paris Hilton spectrum. Yeah, I know. What's the chance of that? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. On on that note. Paris Hilton is uh, and her cooking show is more entertaining than the Oral game you're watching right now. I guarantee that. Oh, and I saw that. Uh, I saw that Ryan Reynolds movie over the weekend. Oh and yeah, I've seen. It. Yeah, I've seen ads for that. It's the first, first, the time, first man or something. Uh, fall, free man. Oh, free man. Yeah, yeah. No, free guy. Free guy. Yeah. Guy, something like the free guy. Uh, first good time for I, Ryan Reynolds, silly, but good to get a job. Yeah, first time I went to the uh, movie theaters, and probably uh, I don't know, year and a half, two years. Yeah, I haven't been. Since pre-COVID. Yeah, I haven't been pre-COVID. Time, and uh, I enjoyed it, besides the half an hour of commercials before the movie. Mm, they still do those, huh? Yeah, they still do that crap. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As you mentioned before, you can follow us on uh, on all the sites. You can, I mean, you can support us on Patreon. You can also follow us on Renown Fan Sided, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and help us out on Patreon because I just turned down an ad because I said we do not want to deal with that company. Yeah, we been, just. I, do, I said, been there, done that, not for us. Yeah, been there, done that, shaved that, not doing it anymore. You can Correct. <laughs> that's, that's the one I just turned down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can also leave through on iTunes. We always appreciate those. I haven't checked in a while to see if we have any new ones. Please send us our way five stars. Yeah. yeah. And follow us on Twitter. Yep. Tell your friends this is better than watching the Orioles. Yeah, literally, this is more entertaining than watching the Orioles right now. Um, we will never give up seven runs in three innings. So we got that going for us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Section336, and you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. Matt, next week you're going to uh, share about your house? Oh, yeah. This is my last. This is the last episode I'm doing from my in-law's basement. Um, next week I'll be in my new house. I can talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I'll save all my ball bag for that. All right. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. As always, go O's.
of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.